you know what? Uh, the wife wasn't too happy going into this weekend when I told her Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, football is back. But yes, you know sir. what? I'm pumped. My balls are full. All right, we got a lot of load to give this episode. And you know what? My New Orleans Saints first stringers looked fucking fantastic. With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to this Sunday, August 13th edition of All About the Falls podcast. Actually, for some of us, it's also August 14th for Doc. You know, he's in the East Coast, but it's week one recap of the preseason, boys. I'm joined alongside Chris Kameinhart, Nick the Doc Skirkowitz, and like I said, I'm pumped up. These two are pumped up because we finally have all 32 teams and their preseason action. Chris, how are you feeling heading out of this weekend full of football? You know what? Uh, The wife wasn't too happy going into this weekend when I told her Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, football is back. But you know what? I'm pumped. My balls are full. We got a lot of load to give this episode. And you know what? My New Orleans Saints first stringers looked fucking fantastic. Yes, we will definitely break that down coming up. Chris, also let your wife know during the actual season, she can have Fridays because Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, it's all It's football. taken! Yeah, you should have to get used to it. I'm sorry, that's just the way it goes from, from September all the way to February. Well, it slows down in Priorities. February a little bit, but yeah. Priorities. Doc, how are you doing, though, coming into this, you know, Week one preseason, also happy anniversary to you and the missus. Shout out to you guys out there in Jersey. So, thank you. How thank you doing? You. Oh, real good, man. Real good. So excited that football is back. I mean, that Hall of Fame game just didn't do it for me. Um, seeing Justin Fields out there in the Bears, Chris, you talked about the Saints first stringers looking good. Bears first string offense and defense looking good. Filled a lot of holes, but we're going to talk more about that later. But uh, no, great weekend. Um, Wife and I went out, celebrated our one-year anniversary. Just awesome time. Great food, great dinner. Uh, just nice to drop the kiddo off and have some alone time with her. What did Heck you yeah. What did you get her for the big one year? We are still working on uh, the gift side since we're new to this whole thing. Um, we're we're looking up. You know, the first one's supposed to be like the paper year or whatever. So we're 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 working on it. Just get her a card. Load. A load. Well, she already got go. that. We already should have got that because the baby's coming in December. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He celebrated that a little saying. early there. But shout out to you, Luke. It's your team also, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, your guys won 24 straight preseason victories, you know, in a row. Yeah, you haven't impressed. lost one since 2015. They are a dynasty in August. That's what they are known for, an August dynasty. Also, the Atlanta Falcons, they didn't play their starters, but we did win our game against the Miami Dolphins. So not much really to talk about there. Like I said, none of the starters really played for either team as they had a joint practice, so they played in practice. But, Doc, you mentioned it, the Bears playing against the Tennessee mm. Titans, Justin Fields, the newly acquired DJ Moore had a 62-yard touchdown. Khalil Herbert had a 50-something yard touchdown after – or after, sorry, Justin Fields had a nice little skate, threw it on his back foot, you know, on the run. Your defense looked good. You were stopping Malik Willis and – or, I'm sorry, Will Levis as they were rotating – very, very impressed with the Chicago Bears, what they provided in that first quarter, especially out there in Chicago. 
Oh yeah, uh, huge, huge uh, showing by the defense. I mean, Justin Fields, obviously, uh, everybody saw what he did, but you know, I think uh, what what the Bears did on defense, getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on him. Tyreek Stevenson was an absolute monster, all over coverage and on the ball. Uh, you know, big miss holding call uh, gave the gave the Titans a first drive and opening drive touchdown. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset about that. You know, the Bears came away with the win. As great as that is, it is only preseason. But I mean, just seeing Fields out there looking a lot more natural, having an offensive line that could protect him. Uh, he just looked like a true quarterback. It wasn't a run first mentality like it was last year. So very exciting to see. I tell you what, it is it is a good time for the one of the few times in my life. It, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. It feels nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, it, it looks no, Bears look Chris. great. Bears look great. I mean, first first touch by DJ Moore, sixty yard oh house God. call. I mean, yeah. that was amazing. And then next next drive, you had that fucking fifty eight yard yards after catch with Herbert, that little drop off. And it was great to see from the Bears offense because I mean they were ranked last for yards after carry. So I mean, seeing that was great. Defense lights out. I mean, fields look great too. Fantasy value definitely skyrocketed there. Yeah, yeah and, and you know. The 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 screen passes aside, seeing 123 yards, I think it was, uh, for Justin Fields passing. Screen passes aside, doesn't matter. Uh, for a team that averaged 150 passing yards a game last season, it seemed coming out doing that in three passes the first couple of drives. Huge uptick for the offense. Again, like I said before, nice team come out and playing a quarterback first mentality instead of playing like a running back. But you know, one of the big things that that uh, folks didn't hone in on with. Uh, especially the Khalil Herbert play, um, the big old lineman getting up the field and making blocks, opening the gap, making holes for Herbert to make it to the end zone. Um, great job by him inside the five. You can tell he was getting gas. He was running out of juice, but, uh, you know, he stayed on his feet. He stayed on his feet, and that's the drive. That's the the effort that I want to see coming from these guys, preseason or not, showing that, you know, we're here to win. We're here to make moves now. I was very, though, press doc like you said with Justin Fields like he didn't have that run first mentality he only played two drives so you know it's a short you know short sample size for him but on that rollout he had like I said he didn't have that you know mentality just to run for a first down I mean he saw Herbert was there he knew his O-line was going to be down the field and the O-line definitely was down the field blocking big which is something you want to see you want to see the receivers down the, the field pushing that block too you know after the you know the catch Herbert did his thing it looked like he was going to get sacked, but he was he's quick enough. We forget how quick he is because, you know, it's been a little while since we've seen the Chicago Bears out there. Obviously, NFL season was, you know, they did it for January, but Fields had the, the good mentality to roll out, not try and force anything crazy, did a little check down, and, you know, the rest was history. I was also, like you said, impressed with Tyreek Stevenson too. The rookie out of Miami, second-round draft pick. The guy was everywhere on the field. Seven tackles, had a pass deflection. He was where the ball was at, and that's what you want to see from your corner. Very physical corner and a little handful of plays he had. An absolute ball hawk defense. Um, just, again, so many problems with the defense last year. We traded Roquan Smith, and there was a lot of question marks in the linebacker position, and the Bears built a lot of depth in that position in, the, in free agency this year. Um, and seeing them go after a couple of guys in uh, in the draft, I mean, just – Huge moves by Ryan Poles. Shout out to Ryan Poles. Did a great job in the draft and free agency this year, building this team back up, getting everybody out of the Ryan Pace era because we all know how bad that era was. Um, the only one that I'm worried about leaving now 
if he dumps uh, Jalen Johnson, that's that's not a guy that I want to lose. Um, not a ball hawking corner, but a great coverage corner. A guy that can break up plays, get in the face, you know, keep him out of the end zone. So hopefully he can stick around. But other than that, um, yeah, just, just lights out, I mean, by the defense, in my opinion. Very happy with the speed. Very happy uh, with the play recognition, getting to the quarterback. Uh, the turnovers were a huge part in this new Eberflus uh, hits mentality. The T and hit stance for turnover, obviously. Um, but, again, just great job getting to the ball and, and making play, big plays happen. Yeah, and your third-round rookie, Zach Pickens from South Carolina, he looked really impressive, too. He was all over the defensive line there. He had a sack and no tackle for a loss. He, he was out there moving. You know, Like I said, it's good for these young boys to – make the little notice or, you know, make a little name for themselves. I was a little mm. shaky on your run game, though, overall on the offensive side. They didn't run the ball particularly too well. But like I said, it's preseason week one. You're just kind of starting to get the kinks out of the way, starting to use some of the playbook that you have. You know, obviously you're not going to use the whole playbook like we mentioned, you know, last episode. But very, very impressed out there in Chicago. I know Chris, I mean, you were texting in – Justin Fields, I mean, like I said, I mean, I don't say it wasn't deep down the field he made those throws, but it was still good play calls, and that's what you want to see from Chicago Bears. It doesn't matter how you get a touchdown. Points are points, man. Yeah, what a difference on this team when, when Fields actually has an offensive line to protect him. Yes. And speaking of a quarterback out there, uh, not in Chicago, but Tampa Bay, Chris Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, obviously. Baker started off a little shaky in his throws. He made a good – uh, play out there, Trey, Trey Palmer from Nebraska. I think if it was starting corners, I think that ball is going to get deflected. It probably won't be intercepted, but he did put it in a good spot where it's either going to be a catch or, uh, you know, deflection. So, no interception. He did outshine Kyle Trask, though. You know, Baker did have a touchdown, only 63 yards on 8 of, 10, 8 of 9. Kyle Trask was 6 of 10 for 99 and an interception. And it was a bad interception, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure where the reports were coming out of Tampa that this was a close quarterback competition and that Trask was edging his way forward of Baker because big Trask's performance out there just looked terrible. His pocket presence was down. He didn't look like he had control of the offense. He his decision making was poor. And Baker went out there, he led this offense. I mean, he didn't look great, but he didn't look bad either. And he's more mobile, too. Like, you can see that, like, when he's getting pressured, he's actually moving. Trask looks like a damn statue out there. And, and Baker is moving constantly. He's moving the pocket around. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Baker, but I do think he's more athletic enough. We'll see what he can do with the starters. Not all of them are out there. You didn't see Mike Evans. You didn't see Chris Godwin. Not 100% sure that the the full offensive line was out there. So, you know, all eyes are on on him, Doc. You know, Kyle Trask is starting next week against the Jets. So, it's a flip. Like we mentioned, it should be an even split. Trask with get the nod next week against the New York Jets. But as of right now, Baker is up in the starting competition for this quarterback spot. Absolutely. And I mean, it's hard to really, you know, it's hard to really make the decision without having the starting receivers in there. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are huge pieces of this offense and how the quarterback um, can get the ball to him in the open field. Uh, Baker, we've seen in years past, his problem has always been trying to do too much, um, you know, you, you mentioned the throw, trying to put it into coverage and trying to thread the needle. And, you know, it, it's backfired so much on him. So I think if he just kind of takes a step back and, and gets back into being a field general instead of a I got to put everything on my shoulders kind of quarterback, I think there's a lot of potential for him to take this offense. I think he's definitely the clear front runner in the quarterback position. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do in Tampa Bay. I'm not, I'm not hyped up on him quite yet. Uh, I would obviously like to see 
I, I want to get hyped up on him. I liked him a lot coming out of college. Um, but, you know, still, I, I think he's just – we, we got to see – more how he handles the tempo and the game flow and if he's going to try to put the entire team on his shoulders again. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like I said, this is a quarterback competition that we have all eyes on. Also, quarterback in that game, Kenny Pickett, he only played one drive. And, you know, he was 6-7 of seven for 70 yards with a touchdown. He got Deontay Johnson involved. He had three catches for 32 yards. You know, uh, George Pickens had a catch for 33 yards and a touchdown. He it wasn't against the starting corners and doc from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it was a laser throw in a pretty tight window and Pickens did the rest from there. You know, it was a good throw and a good catch, you know, well, I'm sorry, run after catch for George Pickens. So does Kenny Pickett maybe make, you know, some strides for this year, sophomore season. Is this what we're going to see with Kenny Pickett and, you know, year two of the NFL? I definitely think so. I mean, I think the, the race is down between him and Rudolph. I think both of them played extremely well in that game. Uh, Rudolph, a few more incompletions, but I mean, the, the, the name of the game with preseason is first or second string defense. It don't matter. The name of the game is getting throws on target, hitting the open man, and, and the execution of the play. So I think uh, Pickett did a great job of doing that, six or seven on that opening drive. So I'd like to see a little bit more of him uh, next week and see a real quarterback battle because I think it is up for grabs in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, um, we didn't see much from Najee Harris. You know, he didn't really run the ball. He just was out there, just got, got a catch or two, but – very excited to see the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I said, also excited to see the quarterback battle um, out there in Tampa Bay. And, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, I guess we're on a quarterback train just because, you know, we have so many of the rookies that are out here. You have Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. You know, you have Will Levis from the Titans. We didn't really mention him when we mentioned the Bears. But Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, obviously. We'll start with CJ Stroud because he had the first game. He looked shaky, Doc, you know. He was very bad, two of four, 13 yards. He did get sacked, a 15-yard sack. He kind of, you know, he not he didn't panic, but he started to expand the, you know, the, the play, went backwards too much, got hit. Also had a bad interception on the first drive. He only played two drives. So the starting goal line all wasn't there. I believe both tackles were not there on the left and right side. So is this something that it's going to be – common theme for this year or Dwayne Brown and whoever the right tackle is. And we're going to see a lot more from CJ Stroud. No, I think this is probably what it's going to be for the year. I think a guy stepping in, taking over this team and uh, you know, learning this, the speed of the NFL. I think, I think we're going to see a lot of this. Um, I don't think the offensive line, the starters not being on there really is going to make much of a difference. I don't think the weapons are there for Houston. Um, I think that, you know, rookie season, I think he's going to be middle of the road. And I think this is what we're, we can expect for the rest, you know, for the entirety of the season. Um, and then I expect Houston to make some moves and come out strong next year. Yeah. Um, we just, we got to see something out of it. I mean, it's not just Nazi Stroud. It was all the rookie quarterbacks besides Bryce Young, who didn't have a big stat line. The rookie quarterbacks did not look comfortable, Doc. They're, but they all said it too. The pace of game is a lot slower you know, this, I'm sorry, the pace is a lot faster. The speed of the game's a lot quicker out there in the NFL compared to college. You don't have five to six seconds to, to make these throws. You only have like two to three seconds, and then you're getting hit. Bryce Young got hit on three different plays, and they were big, big hits. And like Steve Smith Sr. said out there in the booth for Carolina, he can't keep, he can't keep getting hit like that. So I think out of all the quarterbacks, he looked the most comfortable, even though he didn't have a bad stat line. Yeah, he definitely looked the most comfortable. I mean, I, I I wasn't impressed with the with the gameplay. I mean, comfortable is great, um, but you've got to be able to 
like like I've said before, you got to be able to hit the open man. And I think that not having a solid offensive line, which a lot of these young uh, rookie quarterback teams are dealing with, the Bears did it with Justin Fields. Uh, C.J. Stroud's going to see it with Houston. I think Bryce Young is going to see it in Carolina. Um, you know, if you're not getting the time for your receivers to get open, I mean, what else are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So um, I think Bryce is going to be kind of in the same boat as C.J. It's going to be a struggle this year. I am genuinely hoping it is a serious, serious struggle because we own their pick in the draft next year. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see them, you know, finish at, at one or two in the draft. So we got a solid pick for next year. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Bryce definitely did look comfortable. Um, but that size and, and everything, uh, you know, a lot of that played into part and kind of was right on track with what everybody was saying going into the going into the, the camp and everything. Um, so comfortability is great. You know, you can you can look comfortable all day long, but if you can't get the ball out of your hands, there ain't a whole lot you can do. And you you hit right on that with the you know what he got hit three times. I mean, that, that's yeah, a big deal. Massive hits too. I mean, uh, yeah, and you're talking I mean, only a couple of drives. Yeah, yeah, that was like, I mean, literally, it, they were. I mean, they're hitting them like Jermaine Johnson from the the New York Jets, who has come back from his surgery. You know, former Florida State player. You know, first round pick as well uh, from 2022. He was all over the place. He had a half sack. You had yep. the, the backup line, like D line, like Chris was telling us. He he was getting eaten up by those guys, and that's not a good sign. But it, I do like the sign I saw with him out there, actually. Delivering the ball. I don't know if you saw this meme. It actually, I kind of, I can't see it now. He looks like a quarterback who's playing recess, doesn't really do much movement. He takes a couple steps and he's already done with the ball. Like it's quick. He, he's not sitting here waiting around. I think his trigger was a lot faster than a Will Levis, which we saw him struggle a little bit, you know, nine or 14, yep. 85 yards interception as he was rotating every other series with Malik Willis for a while. Um, you know, Will, Anthony Richardson struggled a little bit. He had a horrible interception. And I get it. He's got crazy we'll, – we'll move on from Bryce Young, but Anthony Richardson as well. Like, he's got these crazy angles. We know he's a freak athlete, but he makes – he's making terrible throws. Like, he did make a great throw to Alec Pierce. It was a drop. I will give him that. He had a couple good throws out there, but a lot of the throws, he's like, you know, sideways. He's not straight up. He's He's just in a bunch of different, like, weird angles. Yeah, and that that's that comfortability that you talk about. That's a guy that's not getting set in the pocket, a guy that's not comfortable um with this pace of play that we've talked about. And, you know, you you've got to find that's where the comfortability comes into it. It's not everything, but that's where it comes into it. And you've got to find your stance, you've got to hold your ground, and you you know, you gotta throw it away or or find the open man sooner. You gotta do something. You know what I mean? All the receivers, the back, the check down. I mean, there's gotta be somebody open, you know what I mean? And if offensive line be damned, I mean, if you can't get the ball to your hands comfortability ain't going to save you because that's where those bad throws are going to come in. That's where your Jay Cutler is going to come in trying to thread the needle against three three guys in the secondary uh, and getting picked off four, 400 times against the Packers in his career. Um, so, you know, it's it only it only goes so far, but you, you got oh, yeah, to get agree. the ball out of your hands. And maybe the Colts head coach, he said that uh, – Shane Slyken said that Jonathan Taylor should be joining. He's hoping he'll be joining the team this week. So maybe that will also take the pressure off of an Anthony Richardson who – you know, was very young, only had a few games, like I think 13 games started in college through the uh, University of Florida out there in Gainesville. But I, I had all eyes on him. I was very intrigued to see what he was going to do against the, the Buffalo's first team starters. The Buffalo, you know, play their starters played for the defense. So, and he struggled. And, and that's exactly what I was talking about when we want to recap the draft. I mean, freak athlete is is great but you're you're not a one man this this isn't the nba where you can be a one-man show like lebron i mean freak athlete is great but you don't want a quarterback that 
you know, like what Justin Fields did last year. I'm going to keep referencing the Bears because they're so relevant in all these topics. But, you know, we saw it with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. We saw it with Justin Fields in uh, Chicago with not having weapons, not having an offensive line. You know, the freak athlete is great, but at the end of the day, I need you to be a quarterback, and that's where the struggle was. You know, they were so high on him after his, his uh, combine, but you look at the numbers from Florida. Start only a handful of games, just like Trubisky. Didn't we see where he's at right now? You know what yeah. I mean? But the numbers were just awful in Florida for the one yeah. year that he did play. And you're talking playing in the SEC and those numbers that you put up and got drafted where you did. This is an NFL, you know, and like you, like we talk about the pace of play and everything, this is you got a lot of guys coming out of different you know, conferences and everything in the NFL that are not used to playing against this tier of talent. And you're talking like the NFL is an entire 32-team SEC conference going up against the WAC, uh, you know, the Sun Belt, things like that. And these guys aren't prepared for this. And that's what I think Will Levis was. And it's evident by the numbers that he put up in Florida coming up to this level. And this is this was the exact concern that I raised when we recapped the draft was freak athlete or not. The decision-making, the ability, everything else just was not there. It's easier to put up numbers in the combine when you're unguarded, when you're not facing pressure, all that other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then the last rookie QB I was going to touch on uh, for this this part of the segment, we're going to mention a couple others because they, they had, we're actually talking about the games. But Stenson Bennett, you know, the first drive for the Los Angeles Rams where Bennett played after the second start of the second half, he had three throws that should have been interceptions. Yeah, it ended in a touchdown on that drive. But he was lucky enough to have that touchdown. The for like I said, he had three horrible throws. He didn't look too. Com- I mean, his numbers weren't weren't bad, but sometimes stats can be misleading. I I do think he struggled as well. Max Duggan really didn't even get a chance in that game to even play. Well, well throwing the ball wise, he only had a, like a few throws. So Stenson Bennett, you know, two time national champion. You know, he he didn't look that hot neither, in my opinion. No, he definitely didn't. I expected a lot more out of him. You know, coming in at the ripe old age of like thirty six. Uh, being a seasoned veteran um, in this league, uh, you're in football rather, but no, definitely not impressed. Um, like you said, a lot of, a lot of terrible throws, 17 to 2,991 yards. Um, shocked he came out of there with zero interceptions, but just the overall uh, playmaking ability. Again, this was a guy that I thought fell way too far in the draft, but I guess I was wrong on that because the play was evident. Um, he just, he didn't have what it takes. Yeah, and, and we'll see what he's going to do. Like I said, like we said all the time, it's, we're going to keep saying over and over, it's, it's week one of preseason. The, the point for these rookies is to keep progressing, keep developing, and, yeah. you know, just get better on a week-to-week basis. Hard to and we'll see what he can pre-season. do. Yeah, because since Ben, it's rumored to be like, you know, the, the, the heir apparent to Matthew Stafford. Don't know how long he's going to have left, but one last I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be the sleeper. I think he's going to come through. I think he's going to be a sleeper. It might be a rough first or second year. Uh, the Rams are kind of also in that awkward stage of like, are we rebuilding? Are we trying to salvage what we got? Are we yeah. trying to contend this year? I don't think they're going to contend, obviously, but I think that they feel like they can. So, you know, with a healthy Stafford, anything is possible. Great quarterback. Um, but with Bennett coming in, I think that sitting behind Stafford, I think this is going to be like a Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre kind of thing. I think there's definitely a lot of potential for that. Yeah, if Stafford can stay healthy, get in a couple of years to learn out of Matt Stafford. That's pretty good. I mean, he's he's a very oh, yeah. well, very well veteran. I mean, obviously, he didn't really win much in Detroit, but that's Detroit. But he did win the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So I think, and you'll learn with Sean McVay if he sticks around. So Sean McVay and, and Stafford will be able to help you out. And you saw what Stafford was able to do with receivers like Calvin Johnson, what he was able to do with offenses that had absolutely nothing going for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Stenson Bennett go through go through his progression oh yeah 
And then one last starting quarterback battle we mentioned on our little preview of week one, the Washington Commanders, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett. Sam Howell did play a little better. He did have a touchdown pass, 9 of 12, 77 yards. Brissett had an interception, 6 of 10, 75 yards. But the difference was Sam Howell making big throws, you know, to Dotson. Uh, Scary Terry was out there. Mm. He did. I do think the one problem that I saw with Sam Howell, unlike the rookie quarterbacks, you know, he was moving away too fast from the pocket instead of letting the play develop a little bit. He he felt a little panic. Doesn't help when, you know, Andrew Wiley, the guy you got from the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion, he was allowing guys in preseason from the Cleveland Browns to get through. So I see why he was why he was anticipating it and moving a lot earlier than he needed to. But that's one thing he needs to do is trust to stay in the pocket, make the throws. Sometimes you got to take a big hit while you're making that throw not always, uh, you know, trying to evade right away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you definitely, you know, like you said, you got to, sometimes you got to take a big hit. You don't want to, um, but you have to let that play develop because if you're, if you're on that run first mentality, like he was shaking in the, in the pocket, uh, you're not, your eyes aren't upfield. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at the defense. You're focused on who's on your, on your six, who's coming at you. You're not seeing the guy that's open. You're not seeing the check down. You're not seeing the easy way out. You're not seeing the screen pass. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, you got to find you got to find that belief in your offensive line and know that they're going to be there to protect you. Um, guys are going to get through. That's just that's the game. That's the game. Yeah, really you know what is. I mean? You expect that. You know you got to what two and a half seconds on average. Um, so if that's the case, you know the running back can break out. If that's a a, a play that you got to put in there and out, you know the, the pocket starts to collapse. That running back and kick out. You can at least try to get something to him because even if you don't. Even if you don't complete that pass or he's got coverage on him or somebody slides out with him, you know, get it over his head and get another bounce. You know what I mean? But that that's an opportunity for a play that can be made versus, you know, again, Mitch Trubisky did that for years in Chicago. You know, yeah. the, the run first and rolling out. And there, I can show you clips all day long about receivers open down the field just like, I'm here. What are we doing? You're just running. Know what your position is. Trust in the offensive line. Let them build that pocket around you. They're not going to get better if they have to keep shaking and scrambling. If your first move is a bootleg coming out of the pocket every single time, the line don't even matter because as he's trying to hold them to your left, you know, the left tackle is trying to hold them on the outside and you're, you're booting left. He's on the yeah, outside. He's, he's on the inside of you now. You know what I'm saying? It's, gonna be, it's also going to be a lot of holding penalties. If it's not a design bootleg, they don't yeah. know you're scrambling. So, like, that's where a lot of the holding penalties come in. But the offensive but, line shifts on a design scramble. So, you got that, you know. Yeah, on design scrambles. But if you're just moving because yeah. you're moving, like, now you're putting the offensive line in a bad spot because now, like I said, yep. they don't know that you're moving, you know, up, you know, to the right, to the left, you know, coming forward. So, they're going to do what they have to do to keep you clean. They'll take a holding penalty so you don't get out there and get killed. I do think, though, Sam Howell looked better than Jacoby Brissett, even though they said Brissett was looking good in practice, you know, during training camp. So I think right now the early nod in this Eric Benenemy offense goes to Sam Howe. Maybe, hopefully Sam Howe's not the guys one of the guys complaining about Eric Benenemy being a hard-ass, you know, yelling at everybody, you know, pretty much expecting perfection because that's, you know, he's a co he's old-school coach, it seems like. You know, he yells at you, he gets in your face, and hopefully he's not the guy uh, crying about it to old Ron Rivera out there. If you are Eric Bieniemy expecting perfection from this offense, um, you need to go back to an offensive coordinator role. You're not ready to be a head coach because this is not the team that's going to give you perfection. This is definitely a quarterback battle that is up for grabs. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think Sam Howell played better. Um, but honestly, I don't think it matters who you play. I think this team is yeah. going to have some struggles on offense. I think, you know, Brissett, 
what happened in Indianapolis. I don't think he was the moneymaker there. So I would like to see how he'll get the the absolute chance, um, unlike last year with filling in for injury. I'd like to see him get the absolute chance to, you know, take over this offense and be a leader. But that, like you said, going back to the comfortability, you've got you've to find that because if this is what it's going to be all year, I don't want him as a starter. I can't have that. I need a, I need a pass-first quarterback. Not, yeah, not, I mean, not against scrambling quarterbacks, but I need a pass first mentality. I think I think Sam Howell is going to be. Fun. I'm not saying he's going to be great. I think he's going to. I think he's going to run the offense pretty well. If you know, if we're seeing what we're seeing through the first preseason game. Said so he looked a little. He looked more comfortable than Brissett did, in my opinion. I saw. And Brissett's a vet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I get it. he scrammed a little bit early on some plays, but for the most part, he was delivering the ball. But another quarterback you know, who I hyped up after the preseason game or the Hall of Fame game, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he balled out. He was better than every backup for the Cleveland Browns. This guy was 9 of 10 for 102 yards and another touchdown. He was balling out there. I mean, he did better than Kellen Munn. He did better than Joshua Dobbs. Obviously, Deshaun, Deshaun, he did play. He only played one drive. But this kid, DTR, outperformed every backup. He was the third quarterback in, so he already passed Kellen Munn, it seemed like. Now, the question is, does he pass Josh Dobbs in the last two preseason games left? I have eyes on this kid from UCLA. He keeps playing the way that he's playing. He's going to. I promise you that. I mean, if you don't have this guy as a backup, uh, almost a shame to have uh, the talent that we've seen so far. Even though preseason or not, you still got to make throws. Like, it's kind of yes. like a it's kind of like a two-way thing, right? Like, you're not playing the best defense, so, you know, how hard is it really to shine? But at the same time, it's still on the quarterback to make throws, still on the receivers to make catches, still on the running backs to find holes, so – um now dtr played phenomenally only one quarterback i think actually you know stepped up higher than him and that was my man justin fields uh, with a perfect qbr obviously um but i think two straight solid performances by dtr i think uh i think that the future is bright for him it's tough being behind deshaun watson now um i would hate to see that talent go to waste but you know I mean, Deshaun Watson's going to be the starter. As good as DTR is, Deshaun Watson's going to be the starter, at least starting the season. You know, if he if he shits the bed early, there's no telling what will happen. But, you know, the money that you're throwing him. But you never know. This kid this kid could be playing for a potential starting spot. Maybe, like, the Vikings, if they get rid of Kirk Cousins and they want a QB and they see this kid balling in, you know, they're like, well, let's take a chance. Maybe a trade. trade for him yeah. for, like, a mid, you know, mid, yeah, something like that. Any team that needs a quarterback next year, you know, two years down the road, if he's balling out every preseason – you know, as a number two as well. And maybe he gets in for some playing time. Maybe Deshaun gets banged up on, you know, a couple plays, whatever, misses a game or two. Not saying he's going to, but, you know, you never know. And then maybe he, he fulfills those shoes for a little bit and he gets a chance. So there you know, are a lot of good any things. any number of reasons why Deshaun Watson could not be yeah, in the game. True. There are so, I mean, any just, number of reasons. Just good things for DTR. The vibes are yeah, there for Desha- him. I, you said Deshaun? Yeah, no, and, and honestly – it almost it almost can be an up for grabs quarterback battle though, like you said, because Deshaun is still knocking off the rust. You know, missed a a big big chunk of last season, a majority of last season. So this could be, you know, Cleveland gave up the house with the draft picks and and bringing in Deshaun and you know trying to find a franchise quarterback that could actually step up to the plate, unlike you know unlike what Baker Mayfield was able able to do. But um, at the end of the day, it's got to be a business decision. If Deshaun ain't getting it done, DTR is showing that he can. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for that to happen, it's going to get, take probably a couple of bad years of Deshaun Watson just because of the length of the contract and how much they're paying him. So, wouldn't yeah. say Deshaun's too worried now. I don't I don't think he's worried at all right now at the moment. But 
this is good for DTR and his his stock, you know, coming up for other teams potentially too. So absolutely. And then Doc, you know, Denver played Arizona Saturday night. It was the primetime game um, on the NFL Network, the late game. And Russell Wilson and the offense, they played, I believe, just into the second quarter. Sean Payton didn't like what they saw. I will say early on, it looked very, very uh, familiar and similar to 2022 Denver Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett. Russell didn't look too comfortable with the O-line. He was panicking. He was getting flushed. That you can see it, you know, you can see the body language. You can see he fumbled the ball to get it back, took a sack. But when the O-line was right, granted it was against the second string Arizona Cardinals when it happened, he looked good. Jared Judy and Cortland Sutton got involved. Judy had a pretty big touchdown. So against the starters for the Arizona Cardinals, who we think are going to be the worst team in the NFL, they struggled. They didn't have the whole offensive line there that they're going to have, but when he was upright, he looked good. So it was kind of a – a good and a bad situation, I thought, for this Denver Broncos offense. Yeah, Russell Russell still <clears throat> excuse me, Russell still has his moments, but I mean he's still, like you said, it looks uncomfortable. This just does not look like it is the fit for him in Denver. Um I think he, you know, him leaving Seattle was a huge mistake. Uh, we just, Russell hasn't been the same since he left there. I think we're gonna see a lot of what we saw last season to come against the second string defense um in Arizona. Any second string, anything on Arizona is probably like a third or fourth string in any other NFL team. Um, so to see the struggles that he did, yeah, the comfortability, like you said, the offensive line, everything else, um, just the whole picture coming together. This guy just I, – I don't, I don't see any success in Denver again this year. I don't. And I feel bad for Sean coming back to this dumpster fire and tarnishing his reputation on the way out. And he – it's a good test in this upcoming week, too. I mean, looks like we're going to do it in our breakdown for a week or a preview of week two on the next episode. But they do play the Niners defense. Maybe they'll have some stars in there. It'll be a good test for this Broncos starting offense. I mean, I, I like you said, it, it's going to be a long – I think it's going to be a long um, kind of recovery for Sean Payton with this team. It might even be like a small rebuild. You know, you know, we at the quarterback, which is Russell Wilson, bring in the QB that you like maybe next year, the year after that. But – he didn't look comfortable once again. He looked flustered, but if the O-line's healthy and they stay upright for him and he has a clean pocket, yes, he looks good, but he needs to be able to be able to get rattled in the pocket and still be able to play quarterback. That's the key. That's what the greats do. You get flustered on, you know, maybe a quarter or two, but then you ball out the rest of the game. You have to have those moments. You can't just be bad all four quarters. If your O-line struggles, you got to make plays somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to step up. Some, even the bears, Look at the Bears against the Cardinals when they the defense single handedly won them the game. That was that tirade. Uh, uh, they, they are who we the thought coach? they were. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, quarterbacks still make the plays when they're necessary. So it wins the games. But uh, you know, you bring up an interesting point uh, with with the Niners coming up uh, after their defense just got shredded this week. So you know, if I don't see if I don't see Russ make it to plays next week against that defense. Uh, you know, I might have some some more question marks, but no, I think it's I think it's going to be another disappointing year in Denver for sure. Yeah, that's the way it's looking. If, like I said, Russ and this offense can't figure out the defense, it's going to be fine. I don't think we have any worries at all with the Denver's defense uh, or Denver Broncos defense at all. The, all eyes are on Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. We didn't see Javante Williams, which we're not expecting to see him, probably him for a little while. Sam uh, Pete P Ryan, the Bengals' old running back, didn't look too good. Uh, carrying the ball 
So it's just a shaky offense. Once again, it looks like it's only one week one of preseason, but we overreact to what we see. So what we saw was nothing good minus that touchdown drive. It did take a little while for them to get that touchdown drive, though. I still wasn't even that impressed by it. No, I mean, except it was, you know, you should have done it. It was against the backup uh, defense for the Cardinals, and you had your starter still in. Your offense was protected. Your line was protecting you, and Judy was pretty wide open, and, you know, you made a good throw, good catch after, you know, and then ran the ball after that, and you're in for six, and then, bam, all of a sudden now you're not playing. So that's all I think all Sean Payton wanted to see was points on the field, not left on the field for this offense, and that's what they got. Yeah. They finally got points. Yeah. Speaking of Sean Payton, his old team, the New Orleans Saints, and his new offense – with Derek Carr at the helm, you know, Michael Thomas played this today. Alvin Kamara played. He looked pretty AK good, honestly. was in there. Ooh, that, that whole runs. team. Yeah, the whole team. Alave didn't really see much. I mean, he did have a target, but nothing to show for. Michael Thomas had a catch. Their tight end, Juwan Johnson, had a couple catches. They were getting uh, Kirkwood involved. Jimmy Graham got a catch without Derek Carr, but, you know, Carr, Carr looked good. Play. Yeah, Carr looked good, and so did Alvin Kamara. Very, very impressed with this offense just through one week of preseason. Yeah, preseason or not, Derek Carr looked very good out there. It shocked me even. Um, AK making plays, uh, Thomas getting involved. Uh, like you said, uh, Kirkwood had a huge play. Um, I didn't see the Jimmy Graham. Um, but overall, I mean, this, this team, this whole team offensively and defensively, at least like the first quarter and a half, I would say, was like lights out from both sides of the ball. Defense kind of started letting some stuff go, you know, beyond that. But it is preseason. We're talking second and third strings. So, uh, you know, you kind of expect that to happen. But um, very impressed by New Orleans. Very excited to see what they can do this year. If Carr is coming back to like the Derek Carr prime days, very excited to see what he can do with Alave and and Thomas at the 1-2 or reverse that Thomas and Alave at the 1-2. A <laughs> um, lot of opportunity. Very excited to see this team this year. And Jameis looked good, too, I mean, as a backup. I mean, you know, he's probably think his starting days are over, but he looked good out there as well, you know, getting the ball. He had a big he had a big play downfield, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. He connection? did. A, yeah, he had a good keep, deep connection. So, I, I like I said to you guys when we broke down the NFC South, I do think that the division is the Saints' division to lose, essentially. This is their division. On paper, I think they're the best team out of the four teams there. I think the offense is going to be – Pretty good. I think the offense is going to be very underrated coming into the season. And then I think they're going to show that they're pretty good. If Alvin Kamara can get back to his old days after this three-game suspension, Chris was a little worried. He mentioned before the show Kendra Miller got hurt. And obviously they're not going to bring him back out. It's preseason. But that's yeah. kind of the, that third-headed monster they had there. So very important if he comes back. But I like what I saw like, out of Alvin Kamara. And I, liked, I really liked what I saw of Derek Carr. Derek Carr looked comfortable out there in the Dome. Against the Chiefs starting defense for for one drive. Obviously, Chris Jones wasn't there as he's holding out, but I was impressed with Derek Carr as he came in here. It's a very similar off- offense to what John Gruden and them were running. Um, Dennis Allen has the same minus, offensive mindset. Minus the racism, obviously. Yeah, obviously, minus the piece of shit, uh, you know, personality, but yeah, the offense is similar to what he ran in uh, Oakland, Las Vegas. So I think he's very comfortable with Dennis Allen in this New Orleans Saints yeah. offense. But like you said, I don't I don't want to take away from Winston. Winston definitely had some some serious moments of shining. I mean, eleven and thirteen passing, almost hundred yards. I mean, the guy looked like he actually got the eye surgery this year. You know what I mean? He actually could see down feel what he was throwing at. So nice change of pace for that. I mean, it is preseason, but you know, honestly, having Winston as a backup is not a bad deal. Winston Winston He's serviceable. Yeah, serviceable. Yeah. 
Winston, I don't think, is a terrible quarterback. I think Winston could be a starter on a lot of teams. He He's a quarterback that you don't want him for 17 games, but if Derek Carr gets nicked up for a game or two, he he might go to, you know. Worst he can case, hold it down. Yeah, he can hold it down for a couple games for you. Kind of similar to what, um, oh, damn. Like, it was like Chase Dan, and no, I wasn't Chase Dan. It was one of the backups. Um, you know, you, fuck, I don't know who it was now, but, yeah, you want one of those throws. I, well, I know Nick Foles did it. Obviously, he looked, fucking wanted. No, I know. What was the other well, team I, talking about? I thought Chase it was Daniel. Kind of did it, but he was not. He, he, yeah, he didn't do it as like he did it for the Bears. He actually did hold it down for the Bears. Um, I think it was Trubisky. Yeah, I heard it was several years ago. Yeah, but I mean, even Fitzpatrick as a, as a, I mean, he was better as a backup. In my opinion, he'd come in for a couple games. You give him a yep. full season, you know, expectations. Yep. He would choke down the line. But if you have a guy like like a Jameis Winston. That's serviceable for a couple games. If something happens to Derek Carr, then you know that's good for them. They don't have depth. They also have uh, Taysom Hill, who's going to be out there throwing the balls, a you know like a utility player, Swiss knife, what they call him. What Sean Payton used to call him. So, yeah, you know, very impressed. I saw with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, something, someone I was not impressed with though was Trey Lance. You know, he got the first half start for the 49ers. Sam Darnold came in the second half, didn't play the whole second half, but. Trey Lance, yes, was 10 of 15 for 112 yards and a touchdown. But that touchdown was a horrible throw in the end zone. The, the defender literally had it in his hands, and it went through it. Like, it went through his hands. It, it was all over the palms, and the receiver was just there. Right place, right time. Trey Lance looked like he was holding on to the ball way too long, was not comfortable back there. And this is against a Raiders defense, which was dog shit last year. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot for him to be in, you know. I mean, he, this was a guy that they had high hopes on, got drafted, never really got his chance to play, battling injuries. Um, they took, they, they picked up a new guy and kind of kind of gave him the reins without even giving Trey a chance to, to truly fight for his position. Um, so, yeah, holding on to the ball too long, it's just going to be him trying to prove and, and do too much, and that's, that's natural. I kind of expect that. You know, I've talked about that being a negative with Baker Mayfield before, but that was when he was locked into his position. Now you're talking about a guy that's trying to fight for his position. So um, definitely some questionable moves uh, or some questionable plays, rather. Um, hold on to the ball too long. But honestly, losing 34-7 to preseason or not to the Raiders is, is kind of – it's a, it's a tough spot to find any good in. I, I wouldn't say anybody was good in that game. No, I mean, Sam Darnold didn't really light up the stat sheet. He had a good couple throws. He was only 5 of 8 for 84 yards. So, I mean, if that's how you start a game, yeah, I'll take 5 of 8 for 84 yards all day long. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously competing with Trey Lance for this backup role, which we've already hammered so many times where Chris believes it should be Trey Lance. I've been saying that based on the reports, it's been I Sam Darnold. I think it Darnold. should be Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, who it should be, I mean, yeah, if you're going based on what they did to get him, yeah, it should be Trey Lance. But if you're going to go – if you're going to go with who the best option is, the most serviceable quarterback, then you have to still give Sam Darnold that chance. We'll see if what happens if Purdy's going to play week two of the preseason or if Sam Darnold starts the game because you want to see who is going to be the backup. And Trey Lance, to me, just did not look comfortable. Like I said, his stats were good. But like I said, stats can be misleading. The eye test was Trey Lance did not look very good at all. I mean, I'm sorry. I just I was not happy with what I saw with Trey Lance. Yeah, and if you're talking, I mean, serviceability is a big thing, and that's where that's where the issue comes in because if you if you tap Darnold as your as your third string and something happens to uh, to the front line, you know, Trey Lance, 
if I'm a bet man right now, I'm putting money down. He's getting hurt in the first, second game that he plays. You know what I mean? And that that's the hard part. And that's why I never got a shot, you know, but I, I think he still deserves a shot. I think they still got to give him a chance to, to prove his worth. Um, Purdy. I don't know. I'm not, I'm still, I'm not saying he's bad by any means. Um, you just want to see a full season I, out of him. That's yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm just not convinced yet. That's all. I'm not saying anything yeah. negative about Purdy. Not saying anything negative. I just I want to see a full season, see how he really does because you know you this is a guy that came in, played a handful of games. What did he play like six games? And you gave him the reins and was like, yeah. "Here's your offense now." And then uh, Trey Lance, I get a couple injuries, but he hasn't gotten that opportunity. You know what I mean? So I think uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on Purdy to win early. This is a win now mode team after picking up CMC last season. Uh, you still got Debo, so this is a win now team. And if if Purdy ain't Making it happen. I mean, if we're talking about another, you know, Jimmy G, um, I would not hesitate in in bringing in Lance and giving him a shot. And the problem or is Donald, this o- for that matter. This offense, though, the QB. I mean, I said we obviously quarterback's probably the most valuable position when it comes to its team. But in this offense, I don't think it really truly matters. I mean, yes, if you have a superstar like a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, you know, even a Justin Fields, Justin Fields would probably do wonders in this offense, but. I don't think the quarterback with what they have now is that important because they're all either right around each other or someone just got the very slight edge of, you know, being the better quarterback. But we've seen Jimmy G take Kyle Shanahan's offense to the Super Bowl. We've seen him take him to the NFC Championship. We saw Brock Purdy take, take him to the NFC Championship. So unless you have a superstar quarterback, I just don't think it truly matters because they're going to run the ball. They're going to pound it. They're going to do a lot of play action, a lot of moving parts, a lot of – you know, a lot of screens. Uh, motion. Yeah, a lot of screens, a lot of motion with the receivers. Debo's all moving all over the place. Same thing with Ayuk. Kittle's blocking. So it's just a lot of moving pieces. And as of right now, unless there's a superstar QB on this team, I don't think it truly matters who the quarterback is. I agree. I agree. And I think with a healthy Kittle that can catch the ball downfield, you've got speed and Debo um, and, and him and CMC going with the screen of the check down. Honestly, Mark, you or I could probably thrive in that offense yeah. if I can be real with you as a quarterback because you got so many close options or, you know, you got you got today's Gronkowski and George Kittle, just a big bodied tight end that can come down with it and yeah. still make big plays, truck through the defense, you know. It, you, you you nailed it right on the head. It really, without having that superstar quarterback, um, this offense, are they still running like a West Coast scheme? Yeah, similar, but I mean – yeah, I mean it's 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 very similar because Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan obviously that's where Shanahan the son gets it from is his father. Yeah, a little a little more enhanced than his father, but I mean, like I said, if this we said the Jets were a quarterback away, you imagine if like Aaron Rodgers went to the Niners or they got a guy like him, Mahomes or something like that, they would literally be unstoppable. I I could not see a team that could yeah stop the 49ers with that defense, those weapons. Ayuk, we you didn't even mention Ayuk when you mentioned CMC and Debo. Ayuk's very underrated. Uh, he was very yeah, good last 100%, 100%. year. 100%. A lot of people think Ayuk is a better natural receiver than Debo. So, like a better true Well, Debo, Debo's, Debo's uh, talent was not was not so much the receiving as it was catching in the backfield and the screens or running yeah. the ball, being that, that, that Swiss Army knife kind of without the passing. So, maybe not quite a Swiss Army knife, but being that versatile player that can come in and do any number of things. Um, but, yeah, I – like you said, you know, this is a team that is probably a quarter, like a superstar quarterback away from guaranteeing a Super Bowl. But with the yeah. talent on both sides of this team, I would hate to see them falter 
because of the quarterback. I would hate to see that be the reason why they can't make it with with the guys of, of Brandon Ayuk, with uh, CMC and Debo Samuel. I mean, this is a team that is primed and geared for a championship. I would hate to see Brock Purdy or Trey Lance cost that. Yeah, and we'll see. Or like I said, we're not saying yeah, – Donald's definitely going to cost that if he's starting. Let, let's be real. <laughs> well, according to Colin Coward, he was on that list of the 23 – or 2013 first-round QBs drafted since that year to now – that can't win a Super Bowl, so he did put his. Mm, let's talk his about fit. Colin Cowherd for a second, huh? Yeah, he he made the news, Doc, when he made that list. Obviously, had a lot of um, attention. Boy, nothing gets by this guy. Nothing yeah, when gets he, by this guy. I mean, he he made so so what he did was he made a list of all the first round quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl since the twenty thirteen that are still in the league. That well, are still apparently league. not still in the league. Yeah, not in the league. So anyone, it doesn't matter who it is. It was he named. He named Baker. He named uh, Johnny Manziel, who's not in the league anymore. He mentioned, I think, um, is EJ Manuel even in the league anymore? He no, he did not. He did not. He mentioned EJ Manuel, but he's not in the league. And unfortunately, yes, we understand that Dwayne Haskins was on the list, and he'd have been on the list even if he didn't pass away. You know, we're not not ripping him. We're not for passing away, but. He mentioned his name instead of just leaving it to go. Do it by, yeah, yeah, you didn't have to do it by mouth, man. You didn't have to say that, Dwayne Haskins. That was the problem. I don't think he meant any, you know, I don't think he meant to call him out like that. I, I think it was just no, a bad. No, he didn't. He did. Yeah, it was just a it bad was, thing yeah. to say. He should have said his name, obviously. It was, a miss, it was an oversight that he missed. Yes. Um, he's not saying, he, oh, he can't win because he's he passed away. He's just saying in general, he's probably like going to be like going to be on the list anyways. He was a backup in the league he didn't really start that long for the washington commanders so but with 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 the resources you have on oh, your yes. show you yes. can't you can't let that be an oversight there is no way that that missed in the research and the production team putting it together and even in coward to come out and say dwayne haskins no shit i mean is he wrong no but you didn't have to do that you didn't have to nope. do that dude he did not nah. need to be – nobody would have argued with you on that. If you left him off the list, nobody's going to be like, hey, Dwayne ain't on there. Ain't nobody saying that. You don't have to mention him. You can keep him on the list, just like you said, just keep the name out of your mouth. I mean – Yeah. But he doesn't care. That's his person. I'm not saying he did it because he doesn't care, but he knows he's going to be fine, and there's going to be – yeah, he's going to have backlash from from the fans and, and listeners and viewers. But truthfully, I don't think – I will think say – I, I, I will, I'll agree with you there. As much as I hate the motherfucker, I will agree with you. I don't think he had any ill intentions by it. No, he didn't. I don't no, think I, he I, meant to. Yeah, I don't think he meant to, you know, that that's even the worst kinds of people don't don't put that kind of shit in there. But uh, especially on national TV. But, you know, yeah. um, any chance I can get to point out what a piece of shit Colin Coward is, I'll take advantage. <laughs> so um, what a stand up guy that piece of shit is. Um, but I don't think it was done intentionally. I'll give him that. Yeah. And uh, Doc, the one last storyline from the Raiders-Niners game. Chris was going to hammer on it, but he had to step out. He had some things uh, come up. So Adrian O'Connell, fourth-round draft pick out of you know the University of Purdue. And they have produced an all-time great quarterback, Drew Brees. That was many, many years ago. He balled out. He was 11. I'm sorry, he was 15 of 18, 141 yards and a touchdown. You know, we mentioned Jimmy G. If Jimmy G struggles out there in Vegas and Adrian O'Connell is balling this preseason, Josh McDaniels might just might want to give this kid a look out there if the season is over in the second half of the, you know their their schedule. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea to give them uh, to give them that crack. I think it is going to be later in the season, like you said. Uh, I think the season would have to be blown, uh, which I don't think is going to take too long with Jimmy G at the helm. Um, but yeah, I mean, give the guy an opportunity. How long did they get Jimmy for? Was it a two-year deal? I believe it was a three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Oof. So yeah, they big mistake they gave locking up. in long term with Jimmy G. Well, I mean, so we were talking about it. Um, you know, probably since Steve Young has retired, I, I don't believe it, but he's probably arguably the best 49ers quarterback since 19, I think 99 was when Steve Young retired. So they did have Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. I might take I, Al, I might take Alex Smith. I'm definitely not I, taking Kaepernick because his numbers were not that good, but I think I'm taking Alex Smith though for him. I, I think the stretch though for Kaepernick was pretty good for those couple years he was there. Alex Smith, it took him a little bit. But he came into a very bad situation. The Niners were obviously the first draft. He, they were, he was the first draft pick. So came to the, clearly the worst team in the NFL. It took him a little while. It took when Jim Harbaugh got there. Alex Smith started to shine. He unfortunately got hurt. If I'm not mistaken, Kaepernick, the first game he started was that Monday night game against the Bears. And that is when Jim Harbaugh didn't look back. You know, he led him to the Super Bowl. Um, and then he struggled. I mean, he, I think he had a good couple of years and he struggled. And then obviously the whole kneeling thing happened. And a lot of people thought that was the excuse for why he didn't start. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Jim G is the best QB since then, but in the Las Vegas uh, for the Raiders, he, he needs to perform. Like I said it was a three-year deal, $72 million doc. So if he doesn't perform good this year, I don't think his job's in jeopardy next year, but Adrian Collins balling last night, or sorry, today against the 49ers. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like like you said, you know, or, you know, like we said earlier, if, if the season's a wash, which we know it's going to be, we know it's going to be, but uh, if the season's a wash, and I'll tell you, Devontae Adams is going to have a lot of say in that. You know what I mean? If, if Jimmy G ain't getting the ball down the field and hitting the open man and getting it to, you know, Devontae Adams would come down with anything, you know, he's going to want a guy who can get him the target. So, um, if, if their season is a wash and they ain't making it, then yeah, I, I think definitely give the guy a shot. Let him, let him prove what he can do. Let him get a shot at being your future quarterback. And because if he works out now, you ain't got a waste of draft pick on one. You get a good draft pick next year and get a wasted on it. And you can get, you know, start getting some weapons offensively and defensively to, to build this team up. Yeah. And the Raiders need a lot of help. So, um, yeah, they probably can fill 16, 17 spots on the, on the starting lineup. Yeah. But to, you know to, that's to be good, so they need they need help. That's just some of the topics that we were trending with uh, for this past week. You know, obviously week two's coming up, but Doc, we had some standout players too. You know, I was very impressed in your game with Tyler Spears. Uh, mm. You know, rookie running back for the Tennessee Titans. He's competing for that number two spot behind Derrick Henry. You know, yeah, he only had six carries for thirty two yards, but he was making. I mean, it was hard. He was run hard. He was sorry. He was running hard with the ball. I I thought he. I, or I think between him and Haskins, the running back from Michigan, I think one of them is going to be the third down back. And I, I think he can make plays out of the backfield. I was very impressed with Jermaine Johnson. I mentioned that earlier, the second year player for the New York Jets who did, who missed his rookie season, former Florida state Seminole. Um, he looked like he was all over the ball. He was definitely amped Absolute up. Absolute freak. Juices were flowing, you know, obviously something that he was, you know, been itching to have. He's been out for a year. He's just so. ready to get back in there, baby. Yeah. I was happy with that. You know, a lot of these running backs, you know, we saw Isaiah Spiller. You know, he kind of a lot of high hopes last year from AM. I I thought he looked good. He had a big run called back for holding, but 
a lot of I saw a lot of running backs. Essentially, is what I'm saying. I, a lot of running backs. I know you saw a running back out there in Dallas that you were happy with too. Yeah, um, Dallas and Detroit both had uh, a couple of guys that I was very excited to see. I'm not going to lie; I don't remember all the names. Um, Dallas, Deuce Vaughn's, uh, yeah. yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn definitely had a couple of big plays that that had me excited. Um, and then I don't remember the guy's name from Detroit. Well, he was Gibbs the one looked, I don't remember. Gibbs looked good um, when it came to catching the ball. I mean, I mean, he only had one catch for it was a pretty big catch. He made a good move, but. I was happy that they got Jameer Gibbs involved literally for this offense. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And aside from the quarterbacks, I mean, a um, couple of running backs shining. Um, like you said, Jermaine Johnson, even though he missed his first year. Um, so you can kind of count it. I mean, in the NFL, they don't. Uh, but you yeah, can kind of say it's, NBA, it's like yeah. his, his rookie year. Um, but also uh, going back to the Bears, Tyreek Stevenson. Absolute oh, yeah. monster game by him. Uh, very excited to see uh, what these young bloods are going to be able to bring into into the league this year. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of them are getting their shot. Yeah, and that's what preseason for. I mean, yeah, we want to see our teams like obviously the, the first teams just get a couple reps. But Stevenson going to start. I know that. Yeah, this is the time where you see guys make a name for themselves on special teams. We saw. I mentioned to you guys um, when the Chargers and the Rams played. I, I mentioned. Quentin Johnson, obviously, who had a touchdown. The touchdown. I don't know why he who had that punt run came, back. The former the number two TCU wide receiver, Darius Davis, you know, who they yep. drafted as well. They got Duggan. They got uh, Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis for so the whole offense. So that's Kendra Miller. But yeah, he he's apparently going to be one of the best punt returners in the league. He was a it was a freak out there in college for TCU and mm. hit a big run. Johnson had a touchdown. I mentioned that as well. You know, it was a, a small touchdown, but. He came in the last 20 seconds of the second or the first half. We didn't play at all in the second quarter, so I don't know why he came in. But, hey, he got a touchdown, and, you know, I, TCU players were balling. I, I, I heard TCU's players – I forgot some of them on defense, too. I think it was on the Rams. They're making plays as well. So this is the time we see rookies, bubble guys off of rosters making plays, you know, keeping their, their career alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's nice to see him coming out of – TCU is obviously not a smaller school, but seeing some of these guys coming out of these smaller programs that are making plays, I mean, it takes me back to like the Khalil Mack Buffalo days. You know yeah. what I mean? Big time players. And you see them dominate in conferences, and you're like, well, I mean, look at the conference that they're in. But then they come into the NFL and they can bring it up to speed and, and continue to, 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 to impact the game at their level. And it's just awesome to see. Just awesome to see it's not the traditional SEC teams or Big Ten teams coming out. You love to see the contribution from – and that's where you know the fire is and, and, and the, the drive yeah. to, to be great. And Tyler Spears, I mentioned him. He's from, he's from Tulane. He's a third-round draft pick. So we'll see what he we'll see if he takes that spot from Tulane, Haskins. For Tulane that. making things happen in the NC2A. They are, man. And like I said, I'm just excited to have it. We're going to have – we're telling you we're getting close, Doc. We had a, we had a fan reach out. He wants, he wants me to let him know when we do our college uh, playoff predictions, which we found out we're going to be able to do when Luke gets back, we might do it during zero week, but only really the Irish and um, Navy play. So I think it's only really two teams that play yeah, that week. That are decent. Game. Yeah. So like, that's not going to sway our, I don't think our opinions on if either of those two it's teams. It's not a guaranteed win for the Irish that they'll blow. Yeah. So people are excited. We've been getting a lot of people reaching out for us about college. So, can't wait to start doing these shows, starting to have two episodes for football or sorry. Yeah. Two episodes for the NFL. Well, technically three with fantasy and in college as well. So 
We have a lot coming up. Can't wait to start talking college. Can't wait to keep mm. breaking down preseason as this is week two. So we might be seeing a lot more starters. I, I really want to see Aaron Rodgers play. I, re- I want to see him get in there, not just on hard knocks. I want to see him just put a couple drives. So maybe the Jets play him. We'll, we'll never know, literally. Until I think week, week four. Yeah. I think he gets a drive in week four, and that's it. Yeah, during practice. when it's Yeah. but Real quick episode. before we go, real quick yeah. before we go, who are you most looking forward to in NC2A this year? Like team wise or just player wise? Player wise. One bias. I, I'm excited to see Quinn Ears. I mean, we have Archie Manning back there who's putting the pressure on him. Obviously, high recruit. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Archie Manning. I don't, I thought his stats were just, you know, pedestrian because it's Louisiana. They don't produce many quarterbacks out of high school, but all eyes are on Quinn Ears. Yeah, you, know, you know, I thought he had some moments last year. He had some moments where he, he had bad moments. But, you know, last year was the first year or the first time he started, like literally, I think, and three or well technically three years two seasons but um all eyes are on him he's a heisman candidate you know i think we have potential to go far for texas the problem is that our defense struggles a lot of times so i want to see what quinn is going to do with xavier worthy who is our receiver who's a fucking freak but yeah all eyes are on to me quinn Ewers for texas okay yeah I'm, i'm torn i'm torn between uh caleb williams and drake may I have a guy, another guy too. I have the Clemson quarterback because he's a former number one recruit. And I said today on a post I made, it's a it's a teaser. I I might have Clemson back in the playoffs. So, and that's going to fall on Clemson's quarterback. You know, if he's going to be like Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson, like people are hyping up to be, I think Dabo can get the boys back in the playoffs. I really do. Dabo Sweeney trying to make a comeback. Okay, their their defense is always good. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just can the offense just you know, keep up with the defense. Be a good nod making that push for the Big Ten. But we'll find out if I have Clemson in my Final Ooh. Four when we do the playoff predictions. So, but it could be. I might have FSU. You never know. I might not even have an ACC team. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to do a little more studying. College is my my weak point of the two. So, College is my I strong just, point. Yeah, it's just to me, it's a lot of fucking schools. A lot of players, obviously. I don't really pay attention to high school recruits that well, like coming no. out of high school. No. I know a lot of people do. I just I can't I just don't have that much time for 120 plus schools and all their players and all that. So it's just only very the, hard. Only the professional reporters are are worrying about high school. Yeah, but I can't wait to start getting into that. Like I said, that'll probably be the August twenty fifth, twenty third, right between that when I get back and Luke gets back too. So um look great episode doc you know like i said week one preseason's over and it's kind of now to start getting ready for week two you know <laughs> right around the corner week two, night. yeah so uh hopefully the falcons play their starters out of our teams they didn't play it uh so we'll see like i said if atlanta can get their stars in see if the ravens get their stars in for luke we saw the saints and bears play theirs for a handful of plays and that was about it but all of us what, are four we we're four we no combined performance they're four and zero combined between the teams in the sack house, so we're all making the playoffs. It seems like that's what, that's what I fucking got from it from week one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would love to see Justin Fields come back out strong. But great first week. Just good to watch football again. Uh, hard to watch past the starters, but just just good to see the pigskin going airborne. Yeah, very 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 hard to watch it, but I try and watch it because there's certain players in the second half that I know are going to play that I, was, I wanted to see and I got to see it, and I was. A little disappointed, but 
hey, that's that's preseason. The rookies, understandable. But that's Nick the Doc Skirkwins. Shout out to you, Luke, as you're only got another week or so, a week and a half left of training. Chris, we missed you. We understand you had to leave, but hopefully you're back here tomorrow. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.